I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast. This is part two of our NCAA bracket uh, that we are doing. We're going to do the Sweet 16 down to the Final Four tonight, and then we'll be back next week with um, the Final Four in the championship game. So once again, uh, Ryan is joining us. Um, So I guess what I wanted to start with... Is uh, is the ACC only having one team left in the tournament in the Sweet 16? When I think we filled up the ACC filled up half of the the Sweet 16 or close to half of the Sweet 16 last year. So you're starting to hear all the ACC boo birds and all the uh, ACC's overrated and you know the ACC sucks and they're they're this and they're that. So. I uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, I'll give it, hand it over to Ryan real quick, the guest. Well, I mean, you know, everybody is certainly out there. Everyone's saying their own things about them being overrated this year or not. Uh, fact is, they got nine teams into into the tournament. Um, you know, there's there, the ACC. You could make the argument, I guess. I can kind of see both sides to it. They had a lot of really good teams. The ACC has a lot of really good teams from top to bottom. They're the best conference. It's funny. And that on, I'm is sorry. By competition. I'm Go sorry. Cause I just want to take that point because you said top to bottom, they have great teams, which I agree with. I actually had a conversation with a friend today that said they suck top to bottom, the exact opposite of what you said. <laughs> well, he's just a hater. He's got to like some he's, other team and some other conference or no, something. No, he's a Syracuse fan. Well, I mean, geez, you can't take them, them seriously, but <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. No, I mean, honestly, it's. It, I mean, you can make the argument, but like what I was, like I was saying, from top to bottom, they were the best conference. They had the best oh, competition. They were the most competitive. It was a brutal. Uh, it was brutal to go on the road and just try to pick up a road win from anybody, even from the bottom four in the ACC. At, at for that much, I mean, just to try to win in that conference this year was not easy um they may not have the best 
five teams, six teams in the nation be filtered up in the top four of the ACC. I mean, really, as far as the ACC goes, and, and a team that really stood out as the best in the conference consistently all year long is the only team that's left in the tournament in the ACC right now in North Carolina. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, I, I can see both. I can see both sides to it. But as far as them really being overrated, I, I don't think so. I think that they were that good and they beat up on each other that much. And, uh, you know, they, they just were were unfortunate come come tournament time. you got to understand that. Any team in the tournament now believes they're a Cinderella. They can win it. You don't have to beat it. <laughs> to, you know, you don't have to be a mid-major in, in the tournament to, to be a Cinderella and go on a streak and, and win games. All right. Well, I agree. I think they're awesome. I think the ACC was awesome this year. They were awesome last year. And it's just tournament time. I mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I think uh, the Louisville game was the one that really shocked me. Um, I guess the Duke. Yeah. Game, I guess the Duke game too. But a Duke one too. Yeah. South Carolina. South Carolina they got good D, but yeah. See, that was a you know that was the old cliche of like high-powered offense versus you know stifling defense, and I mean defense, you know tends to they take a lot of those battles. But I yeah. said that the episode before defense defensive efficiency. Right, that was you. that was you. That was you. So right, exactly. Um, Joe, what do you think? Um, get your thoughts on the ACC. Right no, there. I I think that uh, Florida State was probably just as surprising as um, Duke game and any other game out there. Uh, Louisville as well. Uh, I mean, Michigan and South Carolina are two two good teams, but for a team like Florida State to lose to a Xavier team, which, you know, from what I talked about, I didn't really think too highly of. And obviously, my thoughts from the bracket, uh, the bracket show showed that I was a little bit wrong. But again, I think it's just top to bottom. Um, you look at, we had nine teams make it. SU was the 10th. Virginia Tech was the 11th. I mean, I'd like to see the number 10 and number 11 teams for a lot of these conferences. So either way, I, I tend to believe where, uh, where Ryan came from just comes down to, I think that they were a very deep, deep, uh, conference, but like he said, tournament time, things happen and we did have a lot of inconsistent defensive teams in the ACC and uh, it does come down to defense like Ryan likes to say so it's kind of my take on it so yeah, it wasn't too many first round surprises but it was not a big gap between the four seeds and the 12 seeds I feel like this year so that's kind of the type of tournament you're going to get when that happens so that's um, kind of my take on it. So we miss six out of fourteen. That's not too bad for the for the <laughs> couple big ones though. Um, so could have been better if you didn't take Nevada. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, you could. I have I have what we I'm did in kidding. front of me right now. No, and, didn't we have Purdue? We all we all had. No, we had no, we have Purdue. We, we have Purdue. Picks. We had Purdue going to the Sweet 16, right? Yeah, we had Nevada winning the first round, though. That was yeah, it. yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's go up. At the, let's start where we started last week. Um, I will be. I'll give the floor to Ryan. Uh, Wisconsin eight seed uh, versus Florida, uh, the four seed. Go ahead, Ryan. 
this is uh this is a good a good matchup. Um, Wisconsin again, they're returning most of their players in the team chemistry that they have. They already had the year before. Not every team gets this and has this in the tournament um, every year. They're 16th in defensive efficiency. They're a tough team to handle. They've proved it. Beat Villanova, the number one overall seed in the tournament. Uh, Wisconsin means business. Uh, they're not going to go anywhere without a fight. Um, you know, they're, they're playing a, a really good Florida team right now who's, who's on a decent streak right now. They're 9-3 and three in their last 12 games. Um, they're statistically pretty good everywhere except for versus the top 25. They're 1-4. and four. Um, they, they do have a, a defensive efficiency of 14, but I think overall i got to go with experience and chemistry. I'll take Wisconsin. All right, Joe. Yeah, I tend to agree. This this eight nine or Wisconsin's um, eight nine game, their seed that was the the most difficult um, difficult one for me to pick. I honestly, I, I told you today, it it took me a while to write down Nova over Wisconsin based upon exactly what Ryan said. They have a experienced team that came from. I think they made the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight last year, and I kind of thought that Nova was going to be in trouble. And compared to all the other 8-9 games, um, Wisconsin, that, that, that one was the toughest for me. I think Arkansas probably wins if they play somebody else other than UNC as far as 8-9 goes. But this time around, um, Florida kind of took, took care of Virginia pretty easily. But Virginia's also yeah, been really. an inconsistent team um, this year. So, yeah, honestly, I think the dream – yeah, they did. And then Florida is a dangerous team. And I, I was talking to Ryan, too, today about how the SEC, the way they played in the postseason, uh, they kind of look like a team we may have slept or a, a league we may have slept on. But um, as far as this game goes, I think I think Wisconsin takes it. Um, I think they're going to roll with it. Experience. Nigel Hayes has played very well. And um, I think that's going to continue. And I honestly got Wisconsin going as well. All right, Joe, I'll give this one to you, too. Just uh, UVA's been slipping. They've just looked bad the whole, like, last quarter of the season. They just they just weren't like they were in the beginning of the year. Uh, no. Uh, so we got uh, three seed in Baylor versus the seven seed South Carolina. Joe, you're going to take this one first. Go ahead. Uh, this one's tough because this is definitely not <laughs> either way. I mean, I, on my bracket, I had SMU Duke. So I was way off. Um, South Carolina's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. South Carolina's, yeah. Um, and again, I think it comes down to, I think it's going to be a, a consistent thing that, um, like what Ryan says all the time, when it comes to tournament time, it's it's defense. And Baylor has a really good defense, uh, decent-sized uh, team. Um, Big 12, at the top of the Big 12, I mean, Iowa State probably should have came back and beat Purdue, so... Um, Baylor in West Virginia, uh, they're looking pretty good in this tournament. And as much as South Carolina did beat Duke, we got a whole, uh, whole off season, whole week. And, um, I do believe that, uh, the Baylor will end up, uh, taking South Carolina, although it's a close game. And to me, it's 50, 50, just something, something tells me Baylor. All right. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta remember this game's not being played in South Carolina now. You know, right. I mean, that was practically a home game that they had. Okay. Uh, you know, due to due to the UNC uh, law there, um, but they're playing in Madison Square Garden. Right. Right. 
Yeah, because yep. of because the because the NCAA decided to get political and they pulled out of North Carolina. Essentially, yep. that's what happened. Yeah. Um. All right. So go on. I'm sorry. So you know, South Carolina. I mean, like Joe said, this is a, this is a good matchup. These are they're, they're two hot teams right now. Uh, you know, going in two really good defensive teams. The length of Baylor, I think, is going to get South Carolina. Uh, you know, being able to prepare for them. South Carolina, they do obviously have the better defense. They're high in emotion after this Duke win. And, um, you know, I, I just think out on a neutral court, um, Baylor, I just think that they're a better team overall um, from from top to bottom. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Baylor. Baylor, okay. We're all, well, I'm the tiebreaker guy, but... <laughs> Who would you take if we were? In I a like tie? South. Yeah. I actually like South Carolina in that game. Okay, just the okay. way they played. Uh, the, the way they've they've played last night was only the second or the third time I've watched them all year. But um, you know, I kind of stick inside the ACC. It's like my home bubble. But um, you know, I just think they're they yeah, got well, some talent. What, man. South Carolina's not a bad pick. They can win, and, and and to tell you the truth, the whole Achilles keel to this team was offense. It was offense all year long, okay? And then now they get into the tournament, and they have two 50-point halves in the tournament they have all year long. Yeah. This team this team is hitting the stride at the right time. Well, They're a hot team. They yeah. can win that game. I just, I'm still sticking with Baylor. Tournament time, huge win. I think the momentum carries them, but I'm, gonna, I'm staying out of it unless it's a tiebreaker. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so, okay. Now we're going to go ahead. We're going to take the, um, eight seed Wisconsin versus the three seed, uh, Baylor, uh, who makes the final four Ryan. I'm going to go between these two teams. I think I'm going to ride. I think I'm going to go with, with, with Wisconsin. Okay. Why? I am. I think I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Wisconsin again, just the continuity of the team. Um, you know, they've, they've all played with each other for years. It's just, that's a tough chemistry is, is a very dangerous weapon in a team, especially come March. It's not only just chemistry. I mean, it's Nigel Hayes. I think he's a senior. Nigel Hayes is a senior this year, right? He's made the Sweet 16 all four years, I believe. I mean, this kid has been there, and he's done it, and he's going to do it again. I'm going to take Wisconsin over Baylor. All right, Joe. Good buddy, Joe. Dead air, Joe. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I got you. Um, no, I tend, no, I tend to agree, um, and that's only because I just feel that Wisconsin – I think Wisconsin, Baylor, and South Carolina are all pretty similar teams. Um, South Carolina, I think, is just feeding off of their anger of not making the tournament last year and now, you know, obviously making it this year. But um, between mean- those games, that little block there, I, th- I just feel like Wisconsin's got the experience in, in, uh, in the offensive game um, over those other teams. Uh, who, whoever wins between Baylor and South Carolina, I mean, they're both good teams. They both deserve it. But as far as Wisconsin, Villanova, and the way that, like what Ryan said, the experience of being there, playing with each other, I just feel. I mean, when I saw them get an eight seed, I knew that I, I knew that that was bad, especially considering yeah. Michigan. Michigan got a seven seed, and 
Uh, that was kind of just. Eh, but and he won the Big Ten. Right. What's that? They won the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Yes. No. I I understand that. Yeah, I mean, seven seeds. Right. Underseeded. You know, causes caused bad matchups. Well, I knew that it was going to be a bad matchup for any number one seed if they won. So, and they oh, played yeah. against a Virginia Tech team that was kind of hurt. I, I, so the seeding the seeding needs to change hands. I mean, <sighs> the, the seeding the people who are doing this behind the curtain they they're yeah. they they're not like they don't seem like they're like really into basketball. I don't know what they do if they crunch numbers to get this stuff or what they do. But you'd be better yeah, off with a Lenardi. Or um, you know, like those the bracketology guys, along with Vegas. Uh, who's the guy from Five Thirty Eight? Um, um, come on, help me out. Guy from Five Thirty Eight. I do not know. No? I'm sorry. No, Damn. Man. Okay. Well, anyway, you got to get people that actually like watch the game, pay attention to this stuff. I don't think these people in the suit and ties or whatever the hell they're doing. I, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, you had some of these games that were what was it, a twelve and a five, and the. In the in the five or um, in the five had the, the one and a half favorite. I mean, what game was that, Joe? We were just talking about it. Was it twelve versus five? Yeah, was it Middle Tennessee? Um, oh yeah, Minnesota. Middle Tennessee was like a one one and a half point favorite over them or something like that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they were expected. They, I mean, through Vegas, they were expected to win. So right. See, I mean, in this as far as this bracket goes, I mean. It's um, it's a toss-up. I mean, you got your number one and your number two out. So, number one and number two seeds are out in Sweet 16. Like, who's going to step up and take it? And I think any any team in that whole group could. You know, I mean, what me and Ryan are talking about is pretty much just based off of one weekend. But any of those four teams, well, here's a here's a can, tough can one. go. Here's a tough one for for you, Joe. Gonzaga. One seed, West Virginia four seed. Who makes the Elite Eight? Uh, I think it's West Virginia. I think West Virginia is a very dangerous team. They're an older team that's played with each other for a long time. Even uh, off the post uh, post game press conference with Mike Bray, you know, and they have a pretty you know veteran experienced team. And he said, you know, they were older than us. They were tougher than us. You know, they were experienced. He just he said we ran into a group of grown men. Is basically what how he said it and. I'm going to believe Mike Bray. <laughs> so, I mean, they beat a good – West Virginia beat a good team. And Gonzaga, I mean, some people could argue – I mean, I watched I watched that uh, Gonzaga-Northwestern game on my plane on the way back from L.A. And, uh, I mean, there was a point there where I thought that Northwestern was going to come back and take that. And they were down like 19 at some point. So, what I saw from Gonzaga really didn't impress me. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if West Virginia takes that pretty easily. To be perfectly honest with you, Ryan. Well, I mean, you can't sleep on Gonzaga. You know, I mean, mid-major, thirty-two and one. You know, semi-weaker schedule. See what you will. They played some decent teams in their non-conference schedule. They're six and zero against the top twenty-five. This team can ball. They're a good team. They're experienced as well. Um, they've been playing with each other for a little while. Kornowski or Kornowski in the middle. I mean, the guy is a beast. My issue, my only issue with with this is is how are they going to handle the pressure of West Virginia? I mean, how I mean, how much is he actually going to play being able to go up and down at the pace that they can potentially bring? They're yeah, going to cause some turnovers. You know they are. 
Yeah. You know they are. They're, they're going to cause some turnover. Something's going to happen. Something's going to have to give. I think West Virginia speeds this team up a little bit too much. This is going to be something that Gonzaga, no matter how good they are, is something that they haven't seen all year long. Uh, they're going to run into a brick wall against West Virginia. I think that uh, West Virginia is going to take this game as well. I agree with Joe. West Virginia. Moving I say on. that, dude. What's his name? I say he wears a Viking helmet during that game. If he, <laughs> what's that dude's name? The big dude in the middle there. Oh, for Gonzaga. Karnowski. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's a big Perfect boy. candidate for a Viking helmet. <laughs> uh, Xavier one seed versus uh, Arizona. Or 11 seed, excuse me. 11. Yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, versus Arizona two seed. Ryan. Uh, Ryan. 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 This one, this <laughs> one seems easy. Well, Ryan thinks... You got Arizona. They 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 won their their conference. They got a couple of teams that's in the tournament. Still, it's a good conference, tough conference this year. Um, you know, uh, they're they're a tough team. They're athletic. This team this team can ball. They're athletic. They're decent against the top twenty five. Um, you know, I I had them. I have them moving on against Xavier. First of all, I didn't even have Xavier in this game to begin with, um, but uh, I'm going to take Arizona. All right, Joe. Yeah, I'm same boat. Uh, I, I think uh, Xavier definitely proved a lot of people wrong and to question whether or not they belong in the tournament and you know, with the injury of their point guard Sumner, uh, but. And sometimes that happens. It's different uh, the second game when you only have a day, day and a half to to get ready for a team. But turn around and have a whole week. Um, not to say that Xavier's coach isn't yeah. good, but Arizona they got they got the the length, they got the height, and actually they're they're one of those teams that was good and then still was getting better because they had some some new younger players that were injured or that just kind of didn't crack the rotation. So. Going into the tournament, Arizona was a team that was still growing, which most teams at this point are pretty much where they're going to be at. So I think Arizona's a scary, scary opponent. And um, Xavier had a good run, Sweet 16. That's good, but I mean, it ends here with Arizona, without a doubt. All right. So, that Joe, I'm going to give this one to you. Uh, the four-seed West Virginia versus two-seed Arizona. Who makes it to the Final Four? Uh, this is going to be tough for me because it comes down to basically head and heart. Uh, in my heart, I want West Virginia to win that game. Uh, something about their team, the way they played, the way they beat Notre Dame the other day. But uh, but Arizona, they got uh, they got that Laurie Markkinen that is just a really really good player, and they got another guy to go along with it. And, and uh, Trier is getting really really good hitting his stride. So um, and Arizona's been there. I mean the coach. I mean Huggins. I mean he's had some good teams that have been there too, but. Just something about this Arizona team um, it scares me. And being in Gonzaga's bracket, I kind of had Arizona going to the Final Four the whole time. So I'm going to stick with the pick, although I do believe that West Virginia is going to put up put up a, a real good fight. All right, Ryan? I mean, Lauren Markkinen is a great player, NBA lottery pick player. Uh, yep. Like Joe said, the thing is, Joe, he doesn't just have one other guy. They got five other guys. They got oh, yeah. six guys that can average between nine and 17 points a game. 
I mean, that is huge right there. You talk about yeah. being in the tournament and, and, and they talk about, okay, who's your top three? Who's your top three? You know, I mean, who's who's going to be your top three in the tournament? You know, and and everyone's got their top three and everyone has their two and struggles for a three. It is what it is. Well, Arizona's got sex. Yeah. Um, you know, but I am going to agree with Joe. Today, turnaround. That's the hard part about this pick is that now they got to play West Virginia on a day turnaround against that defense, against that pressure. I mean, um, you know, that's that's going to be that's going to be the tough the tough test. I think um, I think that West Virginia is going to end up maybe not only just gassing their own selves out. Someone's got too much firepower. I'm going to go with. The... All right. Okay, that's got Wisconsin an eight versus uh, Arizona in a two for um, the run to the championship on that side of the bracket. Uh, we'll go up to the Midwest at the top. We got the one seed in Kansas versus two uh, four seed in Purdue. Um, Ryan, you take this one. I think this is going to be a good game. It's going to be a little bit closer than what people think Purdue's that team. This team can hit the three. They can hit the three. They got Swanigan down low. Can score down low over the shoulders. Uh, um, rebound, offensive rebound. Kicks out. He shares the ball. He can step back and hit the three himself. Um, but the scary thing is that Purdue's got a lot of returning players. They got a lot of continuity again. Uh, this team is a very good, very good, dangerous team come March. They're playing great at the right time. Not to mention, you got uh, two guards that can flat out get to the hole when they want. Josh Jackson on the wing, who, if you watch any of the games up to the Sweet 16 that Candace played, it shows that he can take over a game whenever he wants. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas. All right, Joe. Um, Ryan takes Kansas to go to the Elite Eight. What do you say? I think we're making it too easy for you. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> we every single one of these, and it doesn't, it doesn't end now. Um, I think right now, based, based upon okay, all right. <laughs> I think as far as as far as right now, no, it's not. Uh, as far as right now goes, um, Kansas, in my opinion, probably has the easiest road to a Final Four. Yeah, um, at this point, they got well, some. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Uh, I mean, Purdue's definitely a game team. Swanigan's a, an NBA player, but I just don't see um, between guards and coaching, uh, two of the more bigger um, signing factors usually when it comes to um, tournament goes. Uh, I just think Kansas, uh, Purdue doesn't have the guard play, and Kansas obviously has a, a, a little bit better of a coach. Um, so as much as I think it's going to be just as like a good game, like what Ryan said and Swanigan is good. Uh, I still, I don't see a way that Kansas loses this. So I got Kansas. All right. One seed Kansas takes Purdue. And then we go down to um, Oregon and a three seed in Oregon and a seven seed in Michigan. Um, Joe, go ahead and take that. Who makes it to the elite eight out of those two? Uh, this is interesting. Obviously, uh, I, I feel like everyone probably in this bracket had Kansas Louisville in the Elite Eight. Um, and Louisville got beat. Uh, Michigan is 
That plane ride must scared the crap out of some people. I don't know what's going on, but uh, Michigan's been on a roll forever. And uh, since the beginning of the, of the Big uh, Ten tournament, um, and something tells me if they beat Louisville with their size and their defense, Oregon missing Boucher, and they probably should have lost to Rhode Island. I mean, let's to be honest, I watched that game. Rhode Island was right there. Um, something tells me, man, John Beeline, something about him, all the way from Lemoyne to, to what he's been. He's a great coach, and I think that this is going to be one of those uh, sweet 16 upsets where um, I think Michigan gets it. All right, Ryan. I mean, who would have thought that all it would take is a plane crash for you to just play your pants off? Uh, you know, they're yeah. playing basketball at the right time. This team comes out uh, in the beginning of the year, soft as soft as can be. They they didn't even look like they were going to make the tournament, you know, kind of almost nope. like a Michigan State team. Uh, you know, they thought that they were about to get their ticket written off and not make the tournament. And, they get, you know, they turn around and they start playing good ball, uh, you know, and and – this is a hot team. This is what you want to do. This is what you like to see as an NCAA fan. You like to see these stories and these teams go on a roll in March. Uh, unfortunately, I think that role is going to end with Michigan against Oregon. I think Oregon's got a little too much. I don't care if they got a player out or not. He's more of a rim protector, defensive uh, defender. He's not a massive scorer down low, game changer, or anything like that. They already have that in Dylan Brooks and his other guard buddy there. These two guys are a tandem that can put up a lot of points and score. I'm going to go with Oregon. So, Sean, you're up for the oh, first. Oh, this is easy for me. Joe and I already talked about this today. Uh, I got to go with Joe. I think Michigan's on a tear right now. I wouldn't want to play them uh, no. if I was anybody in this round. Not this round. It ain't happening, I don't think. I think Michigan takes that one. So, sorry, Rye. All right. Hey. You, you get the next one. That's you fine. get the They're next good. one. That's how I do it. Uh, good. Yeah, that's, you shouldn't do it. Like, I know. I no, know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll, all right, fine. I'll take the bat. I'll, I'll flip I'll a go, coin. I'll go with my buddy. Come on, Joe. I'll go with you on this one. So I do like that one because we, we, we talked about that one. I do like that one. But if it's ever a tough decision, I'm just going to go with who's next. It's just easier for me. All right, <laughs> it's just easier. Are you ready? Um, so okay, so we got a, a one seed Kansas versus a seven seed Michigan. Um, Ryan, you're up. Um, Who makes it to the final four? Kansas makes it to the final four. Kansas does. They're going to take out Michigan. They they do have a little bit of an easier path now going through there. Um, <laughs> just, just too much. Kansas Kansas is just too much for Michigan. Joe. Yeah, I mean my my uh, my opinion. As soon as Louisville lost, Kansas is kind of punched their tickets to the Final Four. I don't want to jinx them, but I don't think no matter who would have won between Michigan or Oregon, uh, I don't think it really matters. Who my pick was uh, Kansas has got great guards, like I said, great coach, and Joshua Jackson can definitely take over a game at any time. So um, Kansas, I got Kansas. All right, um, so no, I'll stay with Joe. Um, we're going to go down to the south, and we've got the one seed in UNC versus a four seed in Butler. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Uh, I don't really even need to go into too much. Um, just basically what I think. I mean, I had Middle Tennessee State winning that little group of four. Uh, Butler ended up taking it. Um but in my mind, and last ACC team in, and um, Butler doesn't have that height. Butler, Butler 
is not going to be able to deal with North Carolina's bigs. And, um, yeah, Justin Jackson and Joel Berry, uh, just just as good of guards as anybody in, in the country with Henson playing really good defense right now. So I, I don't see a way that, that North Carolina loses this game. Uh, Butler's surprised me up to this point because I did think they were going to get upset, but uh, I got UNC. All right, Ryan, that's you. All right, well, I'm going to go with UNC. Um, this team is a dangerous team. They can win at any point in time. They really can. They, they only beat themselves. But as long as they're rebounding the ball, they're, they're going to beat you. They're, they're just too, they're too good. Uh, UNC, as far as, as the matchups with Butler down low, I think uh, Hicks and Meeks are going to get um, a lot of offensive rebounds, putbacks, kickouts. Uh, North Carolina, that's just, how, that's just how they play. I think they're going to be too much. I take North Carolina. All right. Uh, at the bottom of this bracket, we got a three seed in UCLA versus a two Oof. seed in Kentucky. Yep. Uh, it looks good on paper, but, but yes, is it, it does. is it going to be that good, Ryan? Who makes it to I, the uh, uh, lead eight? I, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is that good. These these two teams are that good, and I think it is going to be that good of a game. I hope that everybody's healthy for the game. And, uh, you know, I, I just – these two teams can put up points in a hurry. They, they really, really can. Uh, the one difference, though, is that UCLA, I mean, although they can, they can put up points and they have a great offense, is that they do lack in the defense department a little bit. Um, you know, they just let their opponent kind of, you know, hang around, score, you know, over 70, 80 points a game whenever they're scoring over 80, 90. Um, you know, Kentucky's proven that they can win the close games. They can win the 50, 60 scoring game. They can win the 60, 70s, and they can outshoot you with the 80s and 90s. Um, they're just that talented of a team. Um, but I think UCLA is going to win this game. I think Lonzo Ball is going to ball out and um, he's going to take his team to, to beat Kentucky. All right, Joe. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be, uh, I mean, that's going to be the most, I mean, exciting game that I'm looking forward to, especially as far as names go. Um, I like UCLA's guards. I mean, Hamilton and, and Alford and, and Ball, they're, they're definitely very good. Uh, Walsh is pretty good as far as a big man that can shoot mid range, but, um, Something about Kentucky. Uh, I think the key, and it's going to be fun to watch, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be DeAndre Fox and, and Lonzo Ball going against each other. So there's some good matchups. But just based upon, oh, God, it's, it's so difficult. Monk, too. Uh, I just Something tells yeah. me can, something tells me Kentucky. It's going to be an amazing game in, in, in my view, in my thought process. But something tells me Kentucky. And it might just be because it's in Memphis, Tennessee, and it's just a closer game for them. And they're probably going to have a better fan base. Who knows? But something in my mind tells me Kentucky. Well, that's true, too. That does. It can matter. You want to change your pick? <laughs> oh, you don't Why, want to you don't want to be a tiebreaker? Uh, no. I'll, um, I've already punched UCLA you know, in because I'm that tiebreaker. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think, Joe. It's going to be UCLA. I know. I know. I don't really, I don't really like UCLA, but I think UCLA's got a got a hot chance to win that game. But I mean, you got to go with Kentucky. I think you got to go with Kentucky, right? Who said Kentucky? Joe, 
You're the winner. Oh, You're the winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. Joe. I'll make up the last one. That, that's a toss-up <laughs> game. I mean, it really is. is. If, really if is. you're a college basketball fan, right, and you saw this bracket and you're trying to fill it out in the first day, I wonder how many people left that slot blank and just sat there and thought about it for days. Like, oh, what am Never. I going to do? What am I going to do? Who am I going to pick? This is crazy. Yeah, you know, along with the next team versus is. UNC. That's when yeah. you have your dog, you have your dog pick it or your kid pick it. Uh, That's what kids yeah. are for. Your kids are for. I mean, let them. You know, who knows? Rock paper scissors, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> don't do it by mascots. That doesn't work. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. So, what's Joe doing? I got a one seed in UNC and a. Two seed in Kentucky. Um, who makes it to the final four, Ryan? Short and sweet. Going with the ACC and UNC. Wow. Okay. He's a poet now, Joe. What do you think of that? <laughs> you didn't even know it. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with him. I think that uh, with this game, I don't think that the talent's going to be the question. I think it's going to be um, come down to, you know, couple big plays at the end couple big shots but again i think unc is better down low and i think they they have more experienced guards and i think this is that's going to come back to haunt kentucky yep so i got i got unc all right so that's it we got uh wisconsin eight seed versus two seed in arizona and uh you know kansas one seed in kansas versus one seed unc so you got acc being represented in the in the final four now it's our it's our only shot um, no. So, well, that's cool. Any final thoughts on on these games? And we'll, um, you know, if you got anything, say it now, or forever no, hold it till I, I just think that uh, this year it lacked a lot of the excitement as far as you know, big seeds beating uh, good teams. But we didn't really see that too much this year, and um, I think we saw from the second round that there's not that much difference between some of these some of these seeds so uh i think that the rest of the tournament really is going to be exciting there's probably no way in hell that we're going to be right <laughs> so we just you know we make our just opinion but the opposite we know that, of what we took and then everybody will you know i mean final there's going to be some good games there's going to be some really good games there's a lot of good close matchups and it really could go anyway obviously this is opinion but this tournament's definitely um got a lot of really good teams left in it so i wouldn't be surprised if anything happened so ryan you good no buzzer beaters no 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 buzzer beaters yet that's right that's a good point yeah i mean there's only been a couple really good exciting games i mean there's been some exciting games but there's like you know well there's been some close ones but i mean when you really look at yeah i mean you can't look at xavier or, or usc as like upset games i mean an 11 seed from a power five school can do that um i think we both all kind of thought that middle tennessee state as a 12 seed was going to be that 12 seed and i think we all thought that rhode island was going to be that 11 seed so we got a couple right but there just wasn't as many upsets as yeah. as normal um and i just no, not as many mid-major mid-major or mid-major upsets uh yeah. as there normally are there was there's right. a lot of power conference five upsets and I think a lot of that had to do with, with the seeding. 
Right. No, yeah, the seating definitely has something to do with it. But Nate I think Silver it does was make, that guy's it makes name for, I was thinking about. What's that? I'm sorry. Nate Silver was that guy I was trying to think of, too, from 538. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just think that with the teams that are left, it does. I mean, it might not be the teams you thought were going to win, but there's still a lot, a lot of talented teams in there. And like what Ryan said, I mean, sometimes they don't get the seating even close to right. So. Yeah, Sometimes I don't think it was that good. I think it was clearly that. not that good this year. No, well, I mean, come on. I mean, you talk about Villanova. Well, I think what Villanova got the number one overall seed, right? Yeah. 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 And, they got, and they got the toughest number eight or nine seed in the whole tournament. Yeah. Yep. And then they got Duke as their two, even though they went out early. But still, they get right. the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, ACC champion, tournament champions, right. and and they put them in in their their bracket too. Like that was. Yeah, and then know, you see a bracket with you. Then you see a bracket with North Carolina, UCLA, and Kentucky in it. Like, <laughs> like really? <laughs> some of these, some of these. It's all about the, the matchups and the seedings when it comes to the tournament, albeit like, just like last year with Syracuse. That's why we got to where we were because of the seedings, the upsets. And yeah. um, there wasn't a 15 that beat a two this year. <laughs> so, no, I actually, I think all four top four seeds moved on in the next round. Only, only a 512, right? The top. All the ones, twos, threes, and fours moved on to the round of 32, didn't they? Last year? No, no this year. year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. I don't think there mm-hmm. was. There wasn't a four that lost, so one through four made it, yeah. yeah. There was only And there was only the what, Middle Tennessee State beating uh, Minnesota. Minnesota was yep. the only five team that lost. And I think I think that uh, Creighton was the only six seed. That, oh, no, no. USC won as well. Oh, That's SMU. And yeah, Xavier, sure. too. So, yeah, so... That's pretty much where it marked, but I mean, one through five is pretty good, and you got the other teams that made long runs in the uh, their conference tournaments. So I think it's setting up to be a really good. We might not have had the you know the Cinderella teams or upsets or buzzer beaters early, but I think the rest of the tournament is going to be very very highly competitive with oh, some yeah, some good teams with a lot of NBA players. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, that's, that's what I want to see. All right, <clears throat> all right. Well, puts an end to that. So I guess we'll try to come back next Monday, depending on Joe's. Uh, oh, you'll be bi- you'll be done with this California thing this week, right? Yeah. Well, I thought I was leaving tomorrow, and I I'm not leaving till Thursday, so I'll be back Saturday. All so right. I'll be good. But you'll be you'll be back Monday, though. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that's it. So I guess we'll be back uh, next Monday to do the um. To do the final four and the championship game, and and then that'll be it for a while. So. Um, Ryan, thanks again for coming back. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sir. Uh, yeah, no problem. For Joe and Ryan, I'm Sean. We'll see you next week. Later. Peace. You just heard the Q's Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Mm-hmm. 